the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, it's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast coming at you on AM nine seventy. The answer. I hope everybody's had a good weekend. Uh, the weather has just been uh, just been very good for the last couple of weeks. Had a great time at uh, Yacht Rock a week or so ago. Uh, we got poured on uh, three times, but it was it was just an amazing night. We had so much fun, and then the Keith Hernandez uh, retirement jersey uh, retirement number day. Uh, on the uh, 9th of July was just absolutely unbelievable. They come back and win an extra innings on an error. Last time that's happened, Game 6, 1986 World Series against the Red Sox. It just was a perfect day capped off by just an an amazing win, pardon the pun, uh, from the Mets. But anyway, listen, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, I could tell you all the different ways to follow me and how how to listen to the show and the Hopped Up Network and all that other great stuff, but... You know this stuff already, so I want to dive right into some stuff. So coming up in 20 minutes, the reason why we're playing uh, Van Halen and Dance the Night Away, I was waiting for the harmony vocals there. Co-owner of Alosta Brewing in 20 minutes, Byron Fisher is going to join me. They've got a big event coming up at the end of July with bass master vocalist extraordinaire Michael Anthony from Van Halen, Chicken Foot, uh, The Circle, you name it. We're going to talk about that event a lot more coming up in 20 minutes um, it, they've done some great beers with some with some different bands and stuff, and this is really cool. They're doing a brewery only release. Uh, I'll let you know about this now uh, of a beer that's going to pair with this big event that they're going to have uh, with Michael Anthony. And if you've been following Michael Anthony and Matt Anthony's Cafe, you know exactly what I am talking about. But let us dive into news and notes. I know last week uh, was basically a show about the uh, New Jersey rules and stuff. We'll get into it a little bit more in our next segment. Um, I want to play you some audio from uh, State Senator Michael Testa, who is down in Vineland, um, who is uh, expected to bring some legislation to bear come the fall. But again, it's two and a half months from now when when the uh, legislature gets back into session. Um, write your governor, write Governor Murphy, write your legislators. Keep the foot on the gas here, folks. We'll, we'll talk more about it in our next segment. It's important that we do this because the ABC in New Jersey, the Alcohol Beverage Control, is not regulating alcohol at this point. They are regulating entertainment. And that is an overreach of their um, boundaries. Let's put it that way. Anyway, let's dive into some other news. The Santa Rosa Brewery 
has settled its dispute with the nation's largest beer distributor. An initial contract dispute between Seismic Brewing Company and Reyes Holding eventually led to antitrust concerns being brought up over the distributor's power in California. Reyes and Anheuser-Busch control much of the state's wholesale market. It makes it difficult for smaller brewers to get their products onto store shelves. This happens everywhere in the country. Seismic filed a complaint alleging anti-competitive practices. The resolution is neither Seismic uh, nor Reyes admitting any wrongdoing. The only lawsuit that now remains between the two companies is the original contract dispute. Let's hope that gets taken care of rapidly. Um, you know, maybe you want to jump uh, over to Stone Distributing? I, I, I'm just saying, if you guys are listening... Uh, they're independent, and uh, I think they'd be able to get you beer in stores if that's what you're looking for. But that that whole thing of distributing is a very uh, slippery slope, and, and I certainly do not have the time uh, here in this segment to go into it. We could do a whole show on uh, distributing and how it works in different states. It's, it's so – it's different everywhere, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Keeping in the Van Halen sort of theme – uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Spirits Trailblazer Sammy Hagar has rolled out his new award-winning Sammy's Beach Bar Cocktail. Um, top shelf sparkling rum cocktails in a can. Uh, this is throughout Florida. Uh, this is going on right now. Hagar's award-winning Puerto Rico-made Beach Bar Rum steeps island flavor into, into the sparkling rum cocktails, which come in four playful twists on classic flavors. A Tangerine Dream, Pineapple Splash, Island Pop, and Cherry Cola Chill. Made with all natural ingredients, sweetened with agave, each flavor 5.5% alcohol by volume under 130 calories, 5 grams of sugar per 12-ounce can. A lot of sugar, but, you know, it's agave, a little different. Um, as Hagar says, Florida is the second home to my family, and I know the Sunshine State is going to love Sammy's Beach Bar Cocktail Company Sparkling Rum Cocktails. Uh, you'll want to throw these cocktails in a cooler, take them to the beach, your pool party out, tailgating in your bar- backyard barbecue. They're so good that they're even going to be your favorite drink at the local bar. Um, he developed this cocktail as a better tasting and healthier alternative to canned cocktails, typically made from malt and artificial ingredients. Uh, so again, Tangerine Dream, basically like a creamsicle. Pineapple Splash, a slight sweetness of pineapple, followed by the kick of jalapeno. Interesting. Island Pop, basically a uh, an adult version of Hawaiian Punch. And then, of course, a Cherry Cola, you know, like it would be a Cherry Cola, but in the adult version. Uh, they, uh, the uh, cocktails are in California, Nevada, Texas, and now Florida. Uh, SBBCCO.com uh, slash buy dash now to find uh, the uh, cocktails near you in those couple of states. Hopefully they will be expanding to more nationwide distribution in the near future. I should contact these people, see if we can get Sammy on the show. I would love, that would be one of those cool interviews for me with Sammy Hagar because I've interacted with Sammy a number of times. He doesn't know me. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not pretending that I'm friends with the guy, but what you see on stage with Sammy Hagar is exactly who he is in person. Same guy. It's amazing. Uh, it really is. He's so down to earth. And as Eddie Trunk uh, said not too long ago, uh, Sammy Hagar has become the Jimmy Buffett for uh, classic rock or hard rock. And I, I would agree with him. Every show is a party. It's a party. It's a big party. And it's great. Uh, Cape Beverage Distributing. Uh, thrilled to announce the addition of Rectified Spirits Fishtown Iced Tea to their brand portfolio. Uh, Ryan Krill, the Cape Beverage CEO, says we're happy to have Fishtown Iced Tea on board with us here at Cape Beverage. It has great flavor. Blend of four different spirits to enjoy amongst the uh, pleasant lemon tea flavors, making this brand stand out amongst a sea of single spirit offerings. Uh, it's designed to be poured over ice or enjoyed out of a cold can. Fishtown Iced Tea, 9% ABV spirits-based Hard tea crafted with vodka, tequila, rum, and triple sec. 
It's available in 12-ounce cans throughout New Jersey uh, already starting this past week, uh, Monday, July 11th. Um, it was uh, in a, a cocktail that was invented at Interstate Draft House in Philly's Fishtown neighborhood in 2012. By the way, source Fishtown uh, source uh, Urban Brewing right in Fishtown there. Great place to go to. Great beers. Great food as well. Um, so it is available throughout New Jersey right now in four-pack, 12-ounce cans. Uh, you just head over to capebeverage.com for more information as to where it is being distributed throughout the state of New Jersey. And then finally, our friends at Iron Hill Brewery bringing back Orange Cream Sickle, a 7% ABV beer. It's a hazy, juicy, and creamy milkshake IPA that tastes just like the iconic and popular summertime ice cream treat. First released in the summer of last year as a limited run, the beer sold out within just a few weeks of its debut. Uh, they doubled its efforts this year to make it available at all Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant and Tap House locations, as well as hundreds of beer, wine, and liquor retailers throughout New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. Uh, they are in four packs of 16-ounce cans right now. Of course, it is brewed with lactose, finished with blood orange puree, uh, orange cream sickle, uh, uh, milkshake IPA, silky smooth mouthfeel reminiscent of creamy orange sherbet to the delight of many beer fans. And then finally... Three's Brewing, just releasing its Mixed Culture Grisette, passing time for the first time in cans. It was once named the best overall beer in the New York State Craft Beer Competition. Uh, It began as uh, Three's Table Beer Saison before being aged in stainless steel for nine months with a blend of wild yeasts and souring bacteria. The resulting flavor is reminiscent of lemon-lined spritzes, melon rind, and raw wheat. Unmalted red fife wheat in the grain build provides a grounding minerality alongside a drink that is dry, lightly tart, with a hint of funk, passing time just like table beer is ideal as an aperitif, pairs wonderfully with food. It is available now at Three's Brewing and wherever you can get Three's Brewing uh, throughout New York City. I don't believe it's going to be in New Jersey. I haven't heard that. Um, but if uh, if we get that information, we will certainly pass it along to you. We've got about a minute or so here before we have to take a break. Um, I just wanted to dive a little bit more into the New Jersey stuff, and we're going to get into it a little bit more in the next segment as well. Um, you know, it's, again, I can't stress this enough. You have to write the governor. You have to write your senators. We've posted links all over the place. South Jersey Beer Scene, New Jersey Craft Beer Club, um, Augie Carton, Scott Wells from Bolero. All these guys have been posting stuff. Uh, Chuck Garrity from Death of the Fox Brewing has really been in the forefront of it. I mean, one of the rules is specifically targeted towards him about not serving coffee. Okay. Um, all of these guys and others in New Jersey are trying to help the cause, but if you live in New Jersey and you're a fan of craft beer and you want to see it continue, um, then you need to write your senators because what they're doing is legislating entertainment. They're not legislating alcohol at this point. And I'm sorry, but the restaurant owners are wrong. They're 100% wrong in their instance here. This is not a competition uh, of apples to apples. It is way be- it, it, It's not even an even playing field, not even close, Okay. Um, the restaurant lobby has a lot of money, and they pay people, and I get it. I get how it works, but it's wrong. It's an overreach by the ABC, and it's an overreach by the restaurants as well. You go to a restaurant, and the food and the beer aren't that good, and you all, all you serve is macro beer. Guess what? Folks that are fans of craft beer aren't coming back. That's just the bottom line. We'll get into it more in our next segment, and then a little later on, Byron Fisher from Alosta Brewing is going to join us. Next, news and notes, and more on the New Jersey um, evil regulations, let's put it that way. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Oh, 
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Sammy Hagar in the circle. This was from the uh, sessions they did while they were home during the pandemic. Don't tell me what a love can do. A little uh, Michael Anthony background vocals there. We're talking all about Michael Anthony from Van Halen, Chicken Foot, the circle. uh, Because uh, our next guest that will be on the program after this break is the co-owner of Alosta Brewing, Byron Fisher. Uh, they've got a big event with Michael Anthony coming up at the end of the month. We'll give you all the details about that and how it's going to help a great charity and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, so we will get into that uh, shortly in about 10 minutes from now. I want to dive into another bit of uh, news and notes and then uh, a little bit more on the New Jersey stuff that's going on because it is picking up steam now. It is really starting to steamroll. Legislators are getting involved. Um, and we're hoping the governor's been in a vac- on a vacation in Italy, returned to the United States very briefly to be in Maine. Uh, on Thursday of this past week, then went back to Italy and is back uh, due back in the state on the 20th. So hopefully when he comes back, he will do something. But um, uh, uh, another story out of California that has had a lot of twists and turns that we've been following. Um, Modern Times uh, was supposed to be acquired by Maui Brewing. They had the big bid. Then all of a sudden, this Brewery X comes in, way overbids, gets the winning bid. Now all of a sudden, they backed out at the last minute, and Maui Brewing is now going to acquire Modern Times as the backup bidder, which is great. So Maui Brewing owner and CEO Garrett Marrero told San Diego Beer News if there was another opportunity to acquire Modern Times, his company would participate. The quote from them said, In my gut, they'll hold a new auction and see who emerges from that. We would participate, but only if it's realistic. We're not starting at $20 million. I'm not sure of what they're paying. But this is a good deal for both Maui and Modern Times. According to Modern Times, NBC's acquisition of the company expected to close sometime in the fall, in October. As part of the deal, NBC would gain control of that Point Loma Brewery and Tasting Room, as well as Modern Times Brewery Restaurant in Anaheim and its tasting rooms in North Park and Encinitas. Encinitas, I believe it's uh, pronounced. So that's great news that Maui Brewing is going to be taking over. Maui Maui Beer is great beer. Modern Times is a really good brewery. Uh, They had some issues. They ended up having to sell. But it's good to see that they're they're going to be acquired by another independent brewery as opposed uh, to a big conglomerate, which is great. So uh, let's continue with all this New Jersey beer stuff that's going on. Um, in our article in the local uh, Westfield um, uh, Circle uh, newspaper, or tap, tap into Westfield, not Circle, Tap into Westfield. The brewery actually is on the Circle, Lions Row Brewing. Um, the, uh, the owners there, Corinne Grant, one of the owners, uh, sh- she said... Brewers across the state, like she and her husband, Tim, do not favor the state's Division of Alcoholic uh, Beverage Control rules that limit breweries to holding 25 on-site activities, 52 private parties, and attending 12 off-premise events annually. Um, uh, But, you know, she's obviously, she's going to be against it. However, the mayor of the town of Westfield, Shelley Brindle, 
uh, tweeted last week, these ABC directives will squash our local breweries. It's past time to reform New Jersey's archaic liquor license laws. Um, you know, and uh, Corinne said, we really appreciate Mayor Brindle speaking up about this, and we hope every brewery lover and a patron will also speak to their legislators. To that point, Senator Michael Testa has stepped up to say he will introduce legislation come September to stop this. We talked about it on last week's program with Scott Wells. The senator is down in Vineland. Also from Morristown, New Jersey, Senate Majority Whip Senator uh, Troy Singleton has written to Governor Murphy saying these restrictions need to be rescinded. So we're seeing more and more lawmakers come out saying we've got to take care of this. Will it be enough to get some legislation in the pipeline come September? I don't know, to be perfectly honest with you. The other problem is that the legislature doesn't come back into session until September. So that's a problem. So for the next couple of months now, um, these regulations are in effect. And I'm already seeing on social media, breweries are still you know, promoting the fact they're going to have bands at their places. They're going to be doing these different things. Uh, it's almost as if they're ignoring the ABC, some of them, not all, some, and saying we're going to do what we want. I don't know if that's necessarily the right approach to go to because I think that will end up backfiring in their faces if the governor doesn't do anything and the legislation fails. That's all I'm saying there. Kudos to them for continuing to soldier on, and I think it's a good thing. But I also think it could be a detriment to them um, if the ABC really starts to vigorously enforce these rules. And to be honest with you, I think it's a small segment of the restaurant population um, in New Jersey that is that is trying to fight this, and they have a lot of money behind them in their lobby. If you notice, a lot of the restaurant owners and associations are not coming out and saying anything publicly. They're keeping their mouths shut. So I wonder what's going to happen there. And then uh, Brian Kobaki, the owner of Departed Souls, who we're going to have on this program before the end of the month. Brian, if you're listening, I am going to be reaching out to you. Got to come down to the brewery. I want to do a, a, a more in-depth interview with you, not only on this stuff, but also obviously the brewery as well. But Brian um, had mentioned the other day, and it got some it got some hot press, that if Johnny Gaudreau, who had just played for the Calgary Flames, left as a free agent and was rumored that the Devils and Islanders were going to be involved in the bidding, he wanted to go to the Flyers because he's from South Jersey. Flyers said, we don't have the cap room. We, they bailed out. Um, they tried to tra- uh, The Flyers tried to trade uh, James Van Riemsdyk in a $7 million salary to make it work. Didn't work. Um, and uh, what Brian said was from Departed Souls, he said, look, if Johnny signs with the Devils, he will never have to pay for a beer again. We will give him beer for life. Now, that's against the ABC. And he admitted it. He said, it's totally against the rules. I can't do this. But I want to sweeten the pot to try and get him uh, to come here. Um, but uh, apparently uh, late on uh, Wednesday, Johnny has signed a deal with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and he's going to the Blue Jackets. So, alas, no potential free beer uh, for him. But a bunch of stuff has been in the papers. And the one thing that I wanted to read here real quick, um, Tom uh, Troncone, uh, the uh, owner of Muckraker Beer Maker up in Franklin Township, uh, wrote a lengthy piece, an editorial, that I encourage you to read. We've posted the link on our Facebook page. We've we've tweeted it out. Um, Definitely want to check it out. I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but um, you should definitely read it. But he said... um, He said in recent months, this is from him. I'm going to read this real quick. In recent months, I've been seeking a second location where I hope to launch a muckraker lager and alehouse. If I'm being completely candid, since the state announced that the restrictions on breweries would go into effect July 1, I've begun to seriously rethink whether I should remain in this state. 
So I've decided to expand my search to include the rich agricultural area north of the imaginary line we know as the New York border. If my brewery was located across that imaginary line 12 miles to my north and I used in-state ingredients, New York would consider my brewery a farm brewery, even if it was situated in a strip mall or behind my house. That designation would mean I could make beer and cider and rather easily add a mead license. I could sell any of that great be- of the great beer, wine, cider, mead, or hard liquor made in the state of New York. As if that isn't enough, I could, openly, I could open satellite tasting rooms across the state to sell my beer. Back here in New Jersey, I can only sell my beer where I make it. In other words, if I opened a second location, beer could not be shared among the locations. That's because, I really don't know why, it's just the law. That seems to be the reason I'm given more times than you'd imagine. In New York, even breweries that are not considered farm breweries can make stone fire pizzas, barbecue, or other food, hold an unlimited number of parties and music events. The laws are similar in Pennsylvania. Both states seem poised to capitalize on New Jersey's backwardness on liquor laws. Pennsylvania, for instance, appears to be actively courting existing or in-planning New Jersey breweries, and that is true. I can confirm that. Now, again, the breweries in New Jersey are not looking to be restaurants. I've talked to many of these brewers. None of them want to be involved as a restaurant. None of them want to be involved in cooking food, serving food, serving other liquor. They don't want to be involved in any of that. They just want to be able to serve their beer. I've heard from some people saying, oh, no, they're trying to do the same things as bars and restaurants. No, they're not because they can't do these things. They can't serve hard alcohol. They can't serve food, okay? What is the big deal about having a food truck in front of your place of business? Especially if you're in South Jersey with no restaurants for miles. It helps small businesses. Now, Governor Murphy, if you're listening, I put it to you. You're about small business. If you're saying you want to bring business to the state, why are you stifling a small business segment that is giving you tax revenue? Why? That's not fair. You're not being fair. You ha- there must be liquor license reform in this state. I would say, I would propose tax credits to those restaurants that have liquor licenses that have paid exorbitant sums. You give them a tax credit for five years. They don't have to pay, uh, you know, 90% of their state taxes. Something like that to, st- to, to, you know, they put more money in their pockets, right? They don't have to pay it out as taxes. They get some equality. And give the breweries what they want, which all they want to do is be able to serve beer and maybe have a trivia game or a band come and play some music. That's it. They don't want more than that. Come on, folks. This is absolute nonsense. Why does the state of New Jersey continue to go backwards instead of forwards? When we come back after a short break, co-owner of Alosta Brewing, Byron Fisher, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, one of the bands that a Mr. Michael Anthony uh, has uh, sung in, played in, uh, I wish they would get back together, is Chickenfoot. And uh, there's a reason why we're doing this whole 
uh, Van Halen, Chicken Foot, the circle kind of thing. As we're here on AM 970, the answer in the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, and we're going to get to that uh, in just a second because my next guest, he is one of the co-founders of Alosta Brewing in Covina, California. You've heard me talk about these guys before. The brewery's been open since 2013. They have a spicy event coming up with a man who knows a thing or two about spicy, and we're going to get into that just a couple of seconds. To learn more about the beers and the brewery, just go over to alostabrewing.com. Let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast, Byron Fisher from Alosta Brewing. Byron, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? I am great. Now, Alosta, Michael Anthony, Hot Sauce, how did this huge event get put together, which is taking place on Saturday, July 30th from 5 to 10 p.m. at the brewery? Was Michael a fan of your brews? Did he just wander in one day? What's the lowdown? Well, you know, growing up in uh, Southern California area, you know, more particularly close to Pasadena, you know, that, that's their home turf. Right. Uh, and um, the city that I grew up in, a town called Glendora, just outside of L.A., uh, that's what Michael Anthony lived there. And so all growing up, you know, everybody, you know, knew Michael, you know, rolling around town and right. uh, you'd see him cruising around in his lower truck and, you know, just, you know, he's one of the guys you can see all over the town. So, right. um, a couple of years ago, um, I met his daughter and, um, we just kind of, you know, talked a little bit and then a couple of months ago, actually, I'm sorry. And then, um, yeah, I told him, Hey, you know, would your dad be interested in, you know, doing a beer? You know, we, we've done these beers for live, you know, we did beer for helmet last year right. and, you know, she said, yeah, her, her dad follows us on Instagram. You know, he, he comments on almost every post that we put up. It's funny. Um, so, you know, he came in one day, we talked, we did a little bit of sampling and brought in his hot sauces and we said, hey, let's, you know, he, he likes a good michelada. So we're like, you know, we we could, you know, make a good, you know, chili beer. It wouldn't be a, a big mass marketable thing, but we could do something here, almost like a, you know, a one-off specialty thing that would be kind of like a canned michelada. And he was down for it, and, and he loved it. So that's kind of how the ball got rolling on that. And he said, you know, let's, let's launch it, do a, a chili cook-off. And he's like, yes. So. That is awesome. So the event, of course, as you just mentioned, folks uh, will be making chili in a cook-off using Michael Anthony's hot sauces from Matt Anthony's Cafe. And I'm assuming that there is going to be some type of judging competition for the different chilies that are going on, and there will be a prize uh, for, the, for the, the best chili, right? Right, yeah. Basically, what we do is everybody's going to come in, and you know they'll each, they'll get a ticket for you know all the samples, and they'll get a sample of each person's chili, and then just kind of do a, a voting at the end, cool. and we'll you know go through, we'll pick out, we'll count you know the votes, tally it up, and we'll give give them the awards. Rumor is, uh, Michael's going to be making his own chili as well, so we'll see. Oh, that's oh, that's awesome. See that, that that's really cool. Now I'm. I'm I'm wondering if he's going to borrow any uh, recipes from Sammy Hagar's cookbook, so we'll have to find out about that. Now, you're also, as you mentioned, you're releasing a beer that's going to be made just for this event. It's only available at the brewery. Tell the folks a little bit about the beer. Uh, you know, it's basically going to be um, a light lager, uh, and then we're going to be adding some of the, his hot sauce to it. We're going to have a few different, you know, we're going to have like a spicy and a mild. You know, it kind of depends on, you know, what your interests are. Oh. We're going to be mixing them right there the day of. So, um, you know, you can kind of spice it up a little bit or tone it down, whatever you want to do. But, yeah, like I said, it's, it's going to be a good day. We're going to be out there doing it for a charity. Um, his daughter helps with the charity, the uh, Save a Heart Foundation. Right, uh, right. So we're, and, we're going to be running it for that. Okay, so there's there's tickets you have to you have to purchase a portion of the proceeds from the event 
is going to go to the benefit to save the Heartbeat Foundation. Um, we're talking with Byron Fisher, co-founder of Alosta Brewing in Covina, California. The chili cook-off and beer release taking place Saturday, July 30th. For more info on the brewery to purchase tickets to the event, head over to alostabrewing.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So um, the, the uh, foundation saved the heartbeat. They're going to be hosting a raffle with some pretty good prizes. So the foundation does, what does the foundation do? You know, I, I, they work with uh, children with congenital heart defects, from what I understand. Um, I know his daughter is very passionate about it. Right. Um, I believe his grandson passed from a congenital heart defect. Um, so they, that's how they got involved in that. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, so that's cool. So, again, helping out for a good cause. But, again, it is a ticketed event. You have to purchase tickets in order to get to the event. Now, you posted earlier this week on your social media pages your Lager Highway 39 won bronze at the U.S. Open Beer Championship. Congrats on that. How have your brewers responded to the win? We do. Yeah, you know, they, they're, they're loving it. You know, we, um, you know, a lot of times competitions, you know, they're, they're very subjective on, you know, kind of what the judges like. But, you know, that, that's been a good beer for us. It's been pretty consistent over the years. So, uh, you know, when I threw that out to them, they were like, oh, sweet, another one. <laughs> oh, see, that's awesome. That is awesome. So what other beers do you have coming down the pike, uh, aside from, obviously, the Mad Anthony beer that's going to be coming out with Michael Anthony um, that's a brewery-only release? What do you guys got coming up in the next couple of months? You know, we, we, I've been in talks with, um, with another band, um, actually an East Coast hardcore band. Uh, so I, I don't want to reveal too much yet, but uh, okay. we've been talking – we, we've been talking, you know, pretty extensively, and, you know, we, we came up with the beer recipe, and, you know, we think we got it locked in, and, um, you know, we're hoping sometime fall that'll be out. But, yeah, def- definitely a uh, an East Coast band that, you know, people out your way will, will definitely know. If, they, right. if they like, a, you know, hardcore. Okay, I like that. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to talk when that, uh, when that beer is coming out. Anything else in the pipeline, uh, aside from doing, a, you know, uh, a, a, brewer, a, a beer with a, uh, with a band? Uh, what else you got coming out? Uh, you know, we we um, you know, just kind of making our standard beers. You know, it's kind of you know, keep the flow going and mm-hmm. make sure we got all the beer out in the market and stuff. Um, we just uh, we just got to deal with uh, Wahoo's Fish Tacos out here, so that we're going to be in all the Wahoo's Fish Tacos, you know, Southern California, which, which will be good. And and we're going to be partnering up with them possibly in Denver at the Great American Beer Festival, oh, doing something out there. So. That's that's pretty awesome. We're talking with Byron Fisher. He's the co-founder of Alosta Brewing. They're in Covina, California, just a little outside Los Angeles. The chili cook-off and beer release taking place Saturday, July 30th. For more info on the brewery to purchase tickets to the event, it is a ticketed event. You have to have a ticket to go. Just go to alostabrewing.com as we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer now, I'd be remiss... If I didn't finish with this, Byron, have you guys had any issues um, with either uh, getting aluminum cans, grains, hops, etc.? A lot of beer folks are having some supply chain issues. I know the uh, the crop for um, for hops wasn't that great this year. Obviously, you have the war in Ukraine going on that's affecting uh, certain things in the beer world. Have you ex- have you guys experienced any of those types of issues? We haven't had too many issues. Um, the main issue is just kind of lead times. Like with our cans, you know, our cans went from, you know, three to four week lead time. Now it's like six to eight weeks. Right. So that's, that's the main issue. I mean, we could still get them. We just got to, you know, wait a little longer. And is it, is it a, you know, because I know that some breweries, like some of the breweries in New Jersey, they're having an issue with some of their can manufacturers where the manufacturer wants them to order X amount and they don't have the room uh, to store it. 
So it's it's one of those they're kind of scrambling to kind of get cans or some breweries are kind of teaming up like, hey, we'll split a pallet of something and you guys hold half and we'll hold the other half and try and uh, trade off. No, nothing of that nature. Right. For us out here, not, it hasn't been too bad. Nothing like that. Um, we're lucky in the fact that our can supplier is literally the next city over from me. Uh, so I mean, we they have a warehouse full of them and uh, they get their cans that come up through Mexico. So it's only a couple hour drive. Um, but it's. It, our issue is that mainly the cans, it's the um, the wrap that goes over the cans, like the sleeves and stuff that goes over the cans. They're, that's kind of what they're having trouble getting. And okay. so that's just taking a little bit. Okay. So might have to change to something else in order to, uh, in order to accommodate that. And then finally, uh, Byron, and we're talking about Byron Fisher, the co-founder of Alosta Brewing in Covina, California. COVID-19, it's still running rampant, uh, you know, throughout the country. I mean, not so much in the series i know everybody's like i'm i'm co- i'm tired of covid tired of covid but it's still here and we're still having issues in including california i mean there are issues in certain cities where it's it's more prevalent than others uh any problems um you know at the brewery i know there's there was mask restrictions now there isn't uh you know vaccines and all that other stuff have there been any problems with covid within your area with uh, with guys being having to call out sick or anything like that I haven't had too many issues uh, as far as that end, but I know, you know, they've been warning us. We have the unfortunate, you know, we're, we're in L.A. County. Right. <laughs> so um, we, uh, we've we been warned that probably towards the end of this month, they're going to go back to mandatory masking indoors. Oh, wow. Uh, which for us isn't too big of a deal because we spent the better part of the last year and a half expanding our outdoor section. Okay. Uh, we went back to the city and we got approval to expand, you know, quite a bit. We added about, I want to say about fifteen hundred square feet to our outdoor area. Oh. So we, um, you know, we we we're lucky in that sense that we can say, hey, you know what? If you don't want to wear masks, there's plenty of seating outdoors. And do you find that people come in and they want to? They'd rather sit outside than be inside, even now. Um, in the last couple of weeks, no, just because it's been like hundred and five out here. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> outside of that, outside of that, yes. Um, I mean, you go in it in evening after five, six o'clock. You know, there's way more people outside than there are inside. I mean, it's it's an LA summer, so I mean, why wouldn't you want to be outside? Exactly. Exactly. My guest has been Byron Fisher. He's the co-founder of Alosta Brewing in Covina, California. The Chili Cookoff beer release. It's taking place Saturday, July thirtieth. For for more info on the brewery and to purchase tickets, because you have to purchase tickets to this event. Big chili. Cook-off. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, just head over to alostabrewing.com. Byron, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciated. Good luck with the uh, chili cook-off. I'm sure that beer is going to be awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan of Michael Anthony and his days with Van Halen and Chickenfoot. Just saw the circle uh, back at PNC uh, Bank Art Center in New Jersey uh, back in June, and they were awesome. So uh, that's really cool. Have a great week, and uh, good luck with the event. Thanks. You too. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. When It's Love, from Van Halen's OU812, which came out in May of 1988. I was a month away from graduating high school. Now, I focused right on that spot when Sammy sings When It's Love, because if you can hear the harmony vocals behind it of, of course, Michael Anthony and Eddie Van Halen, 
their harmony is what made the band. That's part of you know. Obviously, we're doing a whole theme here about Michael Anthony this week because uh, they are doing a beer, Matt Anthony's Cafe, a Losta Brewing, Byron Fisher, uh, and you heard the story uh, in the interview about how uh, he got friendly with Michael's daughter, and they're doing a whole charity thing, and uh, just it's awesome. So uh, that's why we went with the Van Halen OU812 from the Sammy Hagar era, and we were spotlighting different things of where not only Michael playing the bass, but also contributing as a vocalist uh, to the band. Just uh, just amazing. And let me tell you something. If you haven't had a chance to see the circle, they're out on tour uh, for another couple of weeks. You know, they're going to be bouncing around late in the summer, uh, late August, September. Go see them. I'm telling you, it is fun. It is, as I said at the beginning of the show, as Eddie Trunk has described Sammy Hagar now, he is the Jimmy Buffett of hard rock. It's a party. It's a good time. It's a lot of fun. Let's dive into Suds and Duds. It's been a few weeks, and we've got a lot of beers to get to, um, but let us spotlight a couple of these here. Lovely Haze by Source Brewing, Pineapple Melon Stone Fruit, a perfect collab. I believe they did this with, um, with Imprint. I think it was Imprint. I'm pretty sure it was imprint. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll correct that. But it was a delicious beer. Uh, had it at Source while I was picking up some other beers down there. Uh, great job, as usual, uh, by the boys from Source. Check them out. Cold Snack, New Jersey, Route 34, right next to Delicious Orchards. It's the perfect time of year to be sitting outside and enjoying a beer. Love Conker's Ale. This is by Samuel Adams. This is their version this year during Pride Month. Uh, nice, easy drinker with a slight tartness uh, to this beer. Um, I enjoyed it. Thanks, Sam Adams, for uh, for sending it. Um, last year's version, I wasn't too crazy about. This one is a little bit better. Um, I think it needs to ramp up a little bit. Maybe there needs to be a little more tartness to it, uh, bring out a little bit more flavor there. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, Down the Pub uh, by Source. Really nice beer, easy drinking, slight bitterness. One of those uh, traditional English-style uh, bitters. It's a nitro bitter, so it's a nitro pour. They want you to kind of gently shake the can back and forth and then pour it hard in the glass, and you get that cascading foam, which is always awesome. The other one that Source did from, uh, God, this has got to be late June they did this one, Bubble Yum Smoothie. This was a collab with Magnify. Uh, the flavor definitely lasts longer than the gum, and if you know the gum that I'm talking about, it's not Bubble Yum, but Fruit Stripe uh, is the gum. When you you take a piece of fruit stripe, right, which always looked the same as the juicy fruit and everything else, you'd chew it for about 10 seconds and the flavor would disappear. I always hated that. It was like you had to eat a pack of juicy fruit in order to keep the flavor going for a little bit. Bubble yum, the flavor would last a little bit longer, but still it got to the point where you're like, all right, got to throw this out and try something else. Um, but this definitely lasts longer than the gum. Fruity, sour, delicious, really, really nice. Uh, again, it's one of these cans where you got you have to roll it before you you open it up and drink it because there's all that uh, fruit, pure, uh, fruit puree on the bottom there that you don't want it to come out in chunks. You kind of want to shake it around. I, I shouldn't say shake it. Roll it in the can so that you, it breaks it up and moves it around. Um, a beer grows in Brooklyn. This was something that I saw that Alternate Ending put out with uh, the folks at Wild East, and I love the guys from Wild East and gals. Great job. They do a fantastic job over in Brooklyn. It's such a great, I've said this before, there's such a great conclave over there of breweries all within walking distance. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's a great little area in Brooklyn. But it was really cool to see a Jersey brewery team up with these guys from Brooklyn to come out with a Pilsner that was fantastic. Crispy, fantastic. I mean, just really poured beautifully in the glass. And then just one of those crispy boys that you just kind of just can knock back and have a couple, 
and feel good about yourself, and it's just a it's a it's a good time. I ran over to Wet Ticket uh, shortly after I had gotten these beers because uh, Tim Pewitt, uh, the brewer and co-owner of the of the brewery, finally made his first sour, and he did an, a very easy approaching Berlin Weiss, right around five percent with raspberries. It's delicious. I know they had a test, t- a test ticket of it uh, last weekend. They had a, a little bit of a different version of it. Um, I don't know if it's still on tap. Uh, I'm hoping to get over there at another point to try and taste the other version if it's still on tap. But all things being considered, for a first time making a Berlin Iron Vice, Tim did a great job. Tim, if you're listening, you did a fantastic job. Uh, I wouldn't say you knocked it out of the park, but you definitely made a beer that is certainly approachable, that I encourage people if they want to try a sour and they're looking to get into a different realm of the beer world, definitely try it. It is definitely approachable. It's delicious. Uh, And then I had a hop-dyed IPA while I was there. I didn't like the initial version of hop-dyed IPA. I thought it was a little too minty for my tastes. I didn't like the mint aftertaste in it. Um, There's a little bit more tangerine in this one. I like this version. It's delicious. It's definitely something. It's got a cre- It's got a nice creamy head to it, but it, it has that little tangerine flavor, and I'm a big, a big fan of tangerine. So it really worked uh, with this beer. Delicious beer. Uh, Juicy Machine by Treehouse, my neighbor, as I've mentioned uh, many times before on this program, that he travels to Massachusetts often, and he's sometimes in the area of Treehouse and um, and Trillium. I shouldn't say he's in the area of Treehouse. If he's within 25 miles of Treehouse, even 50 miles of Treehouse, he'll make a run. He calls me and he says, hey, I'm bringing back some Treehouse. Well, let me tell you something. This beer, Tropical Fruit Juice Bomb, fantastic. I only have one can of Treehouse left in my fridge. Um, so I'm waiting to see when I'm going to crack that open. I don't want to wait too long. But uh, it, Treehouse is one of those things. I want to savor them, which is why I'd rather have stouts from them because you can keep them longer. Like I have a Trillium Pilsner right now that's sitting in the fridge. As long as that stays cold, it stays, it'll stay fine for a while. So it's just one of those things. Uh, Big Papa by Source. This is one they did um, for, um, um, oh, my God, the rapper's name. Now I forget. Biggie. Uh, for Biggie. Um, this is a juicy, luscious, delicious beer. Great double IPA. Really, really good. Trogues had sent me a can of Nimble Giant. I uh, love this year's version of it. Hoppy, nice bite, fantastic. Really good. It's got that 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 caramelly type of pour to it, um, but it, it's got that nice bite from an IPA that you want from a tra- like almost from a traditional IPA standard. As we continue on here with our suds and duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy, the answer uh, king size coconut truffle by Trillium. It pours like motor oil. I mean, this literally pours like you were pouring ten W thirty into your. Um, into your oil uh, tank, okay? Tastes like heaven in a can, though. Almond, cacao, vanilla, delicious. A fantastic beer. One that I certainly took my time with. This is not something that you want to drink right away. And people say, stouts in the summertime? Anytime's a good time for stouts. Now, granted, you don't want to be sitting out in a 95-degree day drinking stouts, but if you're in your air-conditioned house, there's nothing wrong with having a stout. Trust me. Rad Dad by Source. This was a beer they, the, the Source guys came out with uh, on Father's Day. Uh, a tasty New England ha- hazy. Perfect on a hot day. Really, really nice. Um, juicy, but not overly so. Uh, Double Dry Hopped Green City by Other Half. It's great to see these beers uh, on tap 
uh, at Paragon Tap and Table. Uh, it's a delicious beer. I've had it plenty of times before. Fantastic. And then finally, to get us ready uh, for Yacht Rock, where we went to uh, last weekend, had a yacht all the time by Icarus. This was on tap over at Paragon Tap and Table. It was a nice warm-up for Yacht Rock Review. A, a delicious beer. Uh, can't say enough good things about what the guys from Icarus Brewing do. Uh, they do a fantastic job. Uh, folks, we're almost out of time on the program here for Suds and Duds. I could get into a few more beers, but I'm going to hold off uh, until next week's program on that. we got about a minute or so left uh, in the program. And I want to just thank, first off, I want to thank all of you uh, so far, the people that live in New Jersey who have signed the petition to try and get the rules changed from the NJABC. Uh, we need the governor to take action. We need legislation, but that's not going to happen for a couple of months. So the governor could take uh, direct action on this here. He's still in Italy. He flew back to Maine, then he goes back out to Italy. He could have taken care of this with a stroke of a pen, uh, but has chosen so far as of this recording, he has not done so. Uh, we hope that that changes. But, folks, it is vitally important that you continue to write your legislators in New Jersey. You continue to write the governor in a peaceful way. This is, you know, it's not about harassment. It's about doing it in a peaceful way um, for them to stop these rules from being implemented on a full-scale, you know, full-time basis. It's wrong. It needs to be legislated. Liquor licenses need to change. I get it. I totally get it. That's a conversation for the legislature. We have to fix these rules. These rules are over 100 years old. It's time, folks. It's time. Okay? Thank you for doing that. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for, um, you know, commenting on stuff that we put on the, uh, on the uh, Facebook uh, page, on Twitter, on Instagram. Thank you for all those things. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know the, uh, listen, it means something to me from the bottom of my heart. I'm hoping to do another beer dinner later this summer, maybe in the early fall. Uh, we may do it again at Paragon Tap and Table. Maybe we do it somewhere else. But we'd love to do another dinner uh, where we can get to interact together, have a beer, eat some great food, and uh, and share some conversation. I think that would be great. Uh, my thanks to everybody involved in the show, including the co-owner of Alosta Brewing, Byron Fisher. Uh, this, uh, this big event that's happening at the end of the month, alostabrewing.com to get your tickets. It's going to be great. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.